Howdy folks and welcome to the Spider-Man podcast. I don't know why I'm doing a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're here with my main man, Logan James. What's up, Mr. Mark Chevalier? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, Jack's here. <laughs> <laughs> For those people who don't get these references, we're sorry. It's an inside joke. Yeah. And then, yeah, you... They're not listening, so it doesn't matter. That's uh, true. Okay, we are talking today about Amazing Spider-Man number four. Woo! Which we get another big villain introduction. So, go to YouTube, go look for Metallica Understand Man, and start playing that shit, because obviously, you didn't get the reference by now, it's the introduction of Flip Marco, a.k.a. Sandman. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. Famously portrayed by Thomas Hayden Church in Spider-Man 3. Yeah, in the infamous. which is actually probably one of the better parts of that movie. Well, yeah, probably because his origin was pretty. That yeah, it's pretty heavy, dope. you know, yeah. and heartfelt. But uh-huh. the yeah, the rest of the movie was a stinky pile. <laughs> and garbage. he looks, he looks like him too. Yeah, it's a stinky pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, he looks exactly like him with the striped shirt. And the, yeah, the poopy colored pants. Poopy colored <laughs> pants. In this in this comic though, he's wearing denim jeans. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, at least in the front. Let's let's go through the pages. Nope, first page, poopy colored pants. Mm-hmm. So Logan, this is something we talked about in a previous episode, but once again, uh, Mr. Flint Marco became the Sandman when he was running away from the cops and was hiding in a nuclear testing facility right in the heart of New York. Mm-hmm. On a beach. Yeah. First of all, do you guys have lots of beach side area in New York? Actually, we do. There's actually, um, well, in New York City proper, no, but if he's on the, he's in Coney Island, where they have the, um, I know this is going to be, if there's a Canadian listener, but in the, uh, on the 4th of July, we actually have a hot dog eating contest in Coney Island, in uh, Brooklyn, New York, um, won by Joey Chestnut for the past few years. I've heard of him. And uh, that's that's a beach, but as far as Manhattan's concerned, um, no, it's pretty much just... Yeah, there's no there's no sand unless you're maybe in like a museum somewhere. But I would say that it'd probably have to be like Coney Island or maybe a beach in Queens or the Bronx. Okay, so we'll just say he was at Coney Island and yeah, uh, getting some hot dogs, run from the cops. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he uh, merges with the sand due to the experiment, and he becomes mm. the Sandman. Yep, who can turn his body into sand. Neither make it harder or softer, depending if someone's punching. That's sexual sounding, Mark. Well, I should say it in deep voice. Making it harder or softer. Ooh, yeah. And I, it was hard to read this comic without laughing at him saying, like, I'm rock hard right now. My head's rock hard. <laughs> I know. I was laughing so many yeah. times. That's the kind of stuff you get away with in 1963, and I can giggle that like a five-year-old kid. Yeah. It was innocent back um, then. You could say someone yeah. was gay, and it just meant they were happy. Uh-huh. Yes, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is an introduction of one of... Uh, would you say Sandman's popular? No, I'd put him in like a B-class villain, yeah. to be honest. Like a visually kind of cool idea. Like this guy can morph into sand. Like mm-hmm. he can unmorph and, and remorph his, his whole body. Yeah. But um, he's, he's never really seen as a big threat to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. despite that. But, like, once again, one of Spider-Man's, I guess, more major villains introduced in the first, like, you know, five issues of this comic. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big deal. 
so Sandman, you know, like you said, running from the cops, gets exposed to radiation on a beach, and then uh, him and Spider-Man, you know, go toe-to-toe, and Spider-Man's just like, holy crap, like, this guy's pretty tough, because, like, as soon as I try to punch him, he makes his hand form around, or his body form around my hand with sand, mm-hmm. and uh, he can morph around him, ship shape, shape, shift around him, and then at one point, uh, Flint Markham knocks him so hard that Spider-Man's mask rips... He's kind of got to run away like a bitch. Yeah. And he goes, oh, he'll recognize me. <laughs> he doesn't know who you are, Peter. <laughs> Look, you're Peter Parker, yeah. student at Midtown High. Yes. But then Peter has this whole sequence where, like, J. Jonah Jameson recognizes him, which makes sense because he works for the Daily Bugle. And then Aunt May is like, don't worry about me, Peter. I'm just an old lady. It's you who, mat- who matters. Oh, yeah. So, so course- she's selling shoelaces for 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> And we're not making this up. There's actual panels in the comic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a Peter lot of runs, funny stuff in here. Yeah. Peter runs away because he's like, oh, he's going to recognize me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes and remakes his mask. And then he he says a, says, says a line that you referenced off air if you want to bring it to the attention of the listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to feel like Peter might have some racist tendencies. Because <laughs> <laughs> after his mask rips, he says... Yeah, it's right above the Sandman origin story once you find the panel. Yeah, I want to get this right because I don't want to be sued for libel. Uh, so yeah, his mask rips, as you said, and he's got to fix it because uh, he's Spider-Man. He can't bring it to anywhere to fix it. And he says, okay, this is ridiculous. I'm no cotton-picking seamstress. <laughs> I got to do this to myself. Yeah. Peter Parker's a racist. Peter Parker's a racist, but maybe you could say it was the 60s. Yeah. So he's watching a, a little news report, and uh, they show the same in origin, which we touched upon already. Peter's trying to fix his mask, and then Aunt May barges in. Rude. How rude of him. And uh, he covers himself up with a robe because he's still got a spider costume on, and he's like, he's faking sick like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> and Aunt May, of course, is always worried. Oh, you're such a frail boy. Yeah. You study too hard. Yeah, you study too hard. Such a nice guy. Um, she takes the temperature, goes back to school. Yeah, so uh, Sandman's running away from the cops and decides to hide out in Peter's school, which is a pretty stupid idea. I don't know why you would think to do that. Yeah, hides <laughs> out in school. And uh, Spider-Man comes out of here, clocks him right in the face. Flash Thompson's there, cheering on Spider-Man, which, you know, he wouldn't do for Peter Parker because, you know, they're, like, enemies for life. And, uh... You know, they Sandman, Spider-Man fight within the school. And then just more morphing stuff by Sandman. He makes his uh, his hand into, like, a hammer. Um, he's, like, beating down doors and stuff like that. Spider-Man tries to web him up. And then, pretty much before we know it, Spider-Man gets the one up on Sandman. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is you hilarious. Go, yeah, you tell them, Mark. Well, okay, we get some foreshadowing earlier in the issue when Peter has to bring some vials to be cleaned to the uh, janitor who's fixing a giant industrial vacuum <laughs> so <laughs> spidey figures is going to trick sandman into turning to soft sand and then he sucks him up with a vacuum cleaner yep <laughs> and then he just gives the vacuum bag to the cops mm-hmm. it's the best <laughs> defeat of all time <laughs> so embarrassing for sand yeah <laughs> Spider-Man couldn't use his brain or his brawn. He just uses something that everybody has in their house. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go, folks. Sam N was defeated by a vacuum cleaner. One of the many wacky things in this issue. Okay, so other stuff. Uh, Peter was supposedly going on a date with Liz, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember when this happened. Yeah, she was supposed to, he was supposedly going on a date with Liz, and then he's like, I can't make it. And then she's like, fine, whatever, I'm going to go out with Flash. And then uh, Flash just starts, like, heckling him. And then Peter's like, you know what, I'm done with your shit. And he kind of, like, grabs at him. It's about to beat the then, shit out of him. Yeah, Flash is like, oh, man, I've been waiting for this. And then Peter's like, I can't do this. Like, I can't give myself away. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So he basically has to give up on his date with Liz Allen. But I think, I don't know if it's this issue or the next one, he starts to take, like, a little bit of interest in Betty Brandt. Yeah, there's a little bit of flirtation going at uh, Jameson's office. Yeah, and, and this is kind of where we get to introduce to like a lot of the the loves of Peter's life. Yeah, he's finally starting to get a bit of confidence. He's going to try a little harder, which is good. Uh, he's, so yeah, he's he, getting out there a bit. Yeah, he had a date. Date one not happening. Yeah, because of and, his uh, Spider-Man commitments. Yeah, Flash Thompson kind of just you know swung right in there and uh, took over Liz, and yeah. uh, that sounded wrong. Good dick. Took. Yeah, so basically, you know, classic Peter Parker, just having trouble with women, but he also has to save the planet, so. Mm-hmm. But the, he does get a little bit of a, of a uh, what can I say, a zinger in here. There's a point where he goes to Jameson's office, and he says, I'm going to leave a little surprise for him. Oh, I thought, yes. I thought he was going to take a dump on his desk. but <laughs> <laughs> A spider dump wrapped yeah. up in web. Yeah. Yeah, so I like just no. webbed the Jameson's chair so he gets stuck to it, <laughs> which <laughs> gives him gives him no better like no better like mindset in Jameson's mind like about him. Yeah, like that's he's he's digging a bigger grave. But it gets even better because then he tells Betty Brandt to get him his, another pair of pants, <laughs> <laughs> and which, Peter goes and gets his pants. Yeah, Peter brings them, and Jameson's standing there without any pants on. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see Jameson boxer shorts. Yeah. It's a great issue. I love this issue. This is a great issue. Classic Spider-Man quippiness, being silly. Mm-hmm. Sandman getting cleaned up by a vacuum. Mm-hmm. This is what you get one, in these issues, people. I think at one point he uses like a hairdryer or something against Sandman or drill. Yeah, because that's tricky. He wanted to st- pretend that he was going to try to drill the Sandman so he turns soft. Yeah. Well, oh, him. God. Oh, I, I, oh, Phrasing. Gross, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So you would turn right. not rock hard. Ah, oh, I did it again. Oh, Mark. Oh, man. This is going to be hard to get through. We've got to put the little, <laughs> got to put the little explicit button on this one. <laughs> but, yeah, a, a very fun, silly, like, issue. Good stuff. It's good. And another, <laughs> and, like, every issue, new character, villain comes through. Yeah, Stan Stanley was uh Stanley and Steve are killing it right there with the new yeah. characters and just building Spider Man's world. Mm. Which I love I love going back and seeing all this and stuff. Just a lot of cool artwork by Steve Ditko, like obviously mm-hmm. you know, we know we've expressed how much like he's he's done for Spider Man, but some of these fight like panels are just really cool about like Sandman like morphing and stuff like that. So you had to play around with like the colors and stuff like that and like how he how he'd move around. Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. Well, I just remembered one more thing. Uh, after the fight with Sandman, he remembers he didn't take any pictures. So oh, yeah. He yes. just throws some sand in the air and pretends oh. like he's fighting it. <laughs> so he can sell him to Jameson. 
Yeah, right? Like, what an asshole. Like, oh, let me fake these pictures so I can get paid. But he says it's ethical because he did the fight, so it's okay. Yeah. That's how he reasoned it to himself. What a douche. Yeah. Peter wasn't always that great of a guy all the time, people. No, it's okay. He has his dickhead moments, too. But I guess in the 1960s, it probably was like, oh, you're so funny. Like, we don't, like, you're not a dick. You're just, you're being real. Yeah, how kooky. <laughs> you gotta get paid. Got to get paid. He doesn't want Gots to make, get paid. Doesn't, I made it keep pawning on her jewelry. Right. And selling shoelaces. <laughs> For 10 cents. For 10 cents. <laughs> Poor Aunt May. Yes, shoelaces probably go for five bucks now, so just think about that inflation. Yeah, people had it easy back then. Oh, yeah. I go get a candy bar for a nickel. Jesus. Yeah. Shoelaces for a dime. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day, I sold shoelaces for a dime. Oh, then we'd go to the theater, pay a quarter, watch the latest Spencer Tracy movie. Oh. Uh, All right. Uh, oh. Yeah. We've done, I think we're done making fools of each other for this one. It's true, yeah. Okay. Fun issue, folks. Check out Amazing Spider-Man number four. First appearance of the Sandman. And first time J. Jonah Jameson is caught not wearing any pants. First time? There's more? Can't wait. Well, I'm sure it happens a lot. That guy, I don't know, but you look at him and you think, this guy fucks. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> also, just before we sign off, Got to give credit where credit is due. J.K. Simmons as Jane and Jonah Jameson. Best casting of a Marvel character, MCU otherwise, of all time. Fantastic. I don't know why they don't bring him back. I don't know why either. He he literally embodies that. Literally. But he embodies that character so well. Like they, There can be no one else. No. I remember when I first saw the first Spider-Man movie in theater and I saw him and I just thought, this this is amaz- amaz- yeah, amazing. 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 I need pictures. Pictures of Spider-Man. Get pictures of Julia Roberts and a thought. <laughs> One of my favorite parts in the whole series is in uh, Spider-Man Two when mm-hmm. he's got Spider-Man's costume and he's all. Oh sad. yes, like, and then, I think it was that that was the direct, like the unedited version. Oh yeah. And he, and when he's in Spider-Man's costume, when he has. No, oh no no, he just has. I didn't see. It. When he just has it on the wall and he's all sad. Oh okay. Like, Oh, Spider-Man's oh, okay. a hero. He's everything. Then Spider-Man steals a costume back. Says, a thief! A criminal! <laughs> I want Spider-Man! Yeah. Immediately changes his tune. I love it. Yeah. That's Jameson. And that's the... I mean, Spider-Man 3 aside, that's the great thing about the Raimi movies is, like, they kind of, like, try to aim for, like, this kind of storytelling. Like, And I'm saying that, like, like the 60s kind of vibes. Yeah. A little like, bit they don't cheesy, but as, serious yeah. in some points. Yeah. I just feel like if they had eliminated some of the elements, like the Macy Gray or like the Julia Roberts, they could have been a little bit more timeless. Yeah. <laughs> Macy Gray, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went there. Yeah. And the name of the song that she sings, going back to the origin, Amazing Fantasy. <laughs> it's a good... Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. I wonder so. if that was planned. I uh, Probably not. No. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, today, so tomorrow. Today, tomorrow, and every other day. Yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, Logan, say goodbye to everyone. Jeez. Oh, okay. See you, every- see everybody. <laughs> Catch you all next time. Good night. <laughs>